0: You are listening to the Life Coach School Podcast with Brooke Castillo,
1: episode 270. Welcome to the Life Coach School Podcast, where it's
2: all about real clients, real problems, and real coaching. And
1: now, your host, Master Coach Instructor Brooke Castillo.
0: All right, my friends. It's a pretty exciting podcast day today. I'm sitting here with my son, who is bigger than me, Christian. Christian Castillo, and he is going to answer a bunch of questions that I have for him today about being a teenager, about being raised by me, about being a kid. And I asked him to give us all the dirt on what your kids are doing in high school and middle school, what it's like to be a kid and what it's like for those kids to have you all as parents. So let's start. First, you want to say hi?
1: Yeah, I'm Christian.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right. So let's start with what was the hardest part of being a kid? Let's start with before middle school to middle school time.
1: Before middle school, it was hard just kind of like making friends. And for us, we moved around a lot. So we were always having to uh, to adapt to a new school, like make new friends. It was That was hard to do. But after a certain point, you just kind of adapt to it and just start doing it more and more. And then you just become more social. So that was the hardest part before middle school. Middle school itself is pretty hard. Uh,
0: It's awful. You told me it's awful.
1: Yeah, it is. There's not a lot of good that comes out of it. It's a lot of drama. There's a lot of, you know, fight to be popular. There's not a lot uh, that you can do well in the eyes of your friends. Why is uh, that?
0: Why is middle school such a nightmare?
1: just is. That's when everyone's like, everyone's going through puberty. Everything's like, everything's happening that you haven't dealt with. And you're finally, I think that's the first step of getting away from your parents. Like in elementary school, they're always over your shoulder. And middle school is like the first step to where... Mm. They don't really look at everything you do per se, but okay. that, that's hard about middle school. And then the transition of high school is just night and day. It's when you get your license. Everything just seems to change for the better, I think. That's when you just start being your own person and learning. And that's when everyone else does it too. So, you, so everyone start, starts caring less about the little things that you do, right or wrong. It's, mm-hmm. just, it's more about just like being yourself.
0: Yeah. Like being in middle school is kind of like being in a fishbowl. You start realizing that being popular matters... Having friends.
1: Well, that's all that matters then. Yeah. That's all that matters. yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay. So what would be your advice for parents who have kids in middle school?
1: I mean, it's hard because middle school is like that point where they have to start figuring out for themselves like what they are, but they also need to be guided too in that time. I feel like high school is a little less guidance, but middle school is when they need to be guided and when they need to grow their most. So They need a parent, but they need someone that can also listen to like, not someone that's just like consistently trying to punish them or see what they're, they've done wrong. They need someone that can actually like help them grow like out of their shell in a sense.
0: Yeah. So I do a lot of coaching with parents. And one of the things that parents tell me all the time is that they want their kids to behave. They want their kids to get good grades. They want their kids to be good people. They want their kids to be happy. They want their kids to tell them the truth which I think all of those things are absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> because it's almost like all the opposite of those things are what happen. And yeah. so like, I know when I was a kid, my mom wanted me to be happy all the time. So I just pretended to be happy all the time. And I think that can happen. I watched some of the parents do this. I'm sure I did it too. Is like, I need you as my kid to be happy. So even when you're in middle school going through all these awful things, like I want to fix it. Like, I remember wanting to, like, go to the school and talk to the kids. Like, <laughs> yeah, you can't do that. <laughs> like, do you would come home and, like, tell me that something hurt your feelings or something. And I wanted to fix it. And I remember I had this idea that, like, you as my kids should be happy all the time. And I got actually got coached on that. And I remember mm-hmm. the person said, like, your kid has to go through this. This is part of... The process and that really changed how I ended up parenting you. So instead of me needing you to be happy all the time, I could let you be bummed out and I didn't try and fix it all the time.
1: Well, they have to make their own mistakes. Right. The kids have to make their own mistakes and they grow through those mistakes. Parents that are always trying to fix their kids, their kids don't grow up and learn those lessons that the bad times do teach them.
0: Yeah. Okay. So let's talk a little bit about I think this is a big one that I coach a lot of parents on is I just want my kid to tell me the truth, which I think is a lie because (laughs) the truth is scary, my friends. And I think what happens is kids tell their parents the truth and then they get punished. And so then kids end up not telling them the
1: truth. So yeah, the more the parents want their kids to tell them the truth, the more they press them to is the, they'll get the truth like less, The, the more parents push you to tell the truth and push you to like get everything like that you've done wrong out of him, like the less that their kids are going to give up and the better they're going to get at sneaking around to do stuff.
0: So true. And I think too, um, I've listened to a lot of parents talk about this where the kid will come to them and tell them something that they've done wrong Mm -hmm. or tell them that they're vaping or having sex or smoking pot or whatever those things are. And they'll immediately punish them the minute that they tell them the truth. And so it's almost like you didn't really want to know the truth.
1: Yeah. And that just pushes the kid away more. Yeah. It makes them less inclined to share anything else that happens that actually they might need a parent at that point, but it pushes them like it pushes the kids further away Yeah, in that so, sense.
0: So tell us what you think kids are doing that parents don't know about.
1: Oh, just everything. Everything that you think your kids would never do when like you're raising them everything you think they would never do is what they're doing and it's what like it's what every other kid is doing it's just so accepted nowadays yeah especially in this like like culture that we live in it's so accepted so everything happens like vaping sex watching porn drugs you know all that happens
0: do you feel like there's um a lot of pressure to do those things or do you think it what do you think
1: i think that? i think it's less pressure like externally it's more of an internal pressure to like fit in Mm. because like there no one's gonna like tell you to start having sex or start vaping it's just gonna be like oh do you want like to do this or do you want to be like Like, yeah it's offered but you would you would feel kind of an outcast saying no or if you said you haven't done certain things you would feel like less like accepted in with it with a certain friend group and there's not a lot of friend groups that none of that is common
0: Mm -hmm. So, do you think the kids that don't want to do any of that have a really hard time?
1: Yes, fitting in to certain groups. But if they're – it's hard to say because if you're doing it with a certain group, it's like you fit in with them. But it's just – it's hard to not do it. It's hard to not not be around it too. And once you're around at a certain point, it's just you're going to start like thinking that that's normal. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So, one of my philosophies has always been like I want – my kids to know, I wanted y'all to know the truth about drugs. I was told that drugs were bad and awful and terrible. And then I did them and I was like, these are awesome. <laughs> and so then I was kind of upset about the fact that I, I felt like I'd been lied to about it. Like, and, and so one of the things that I always told you was, Hey, listen, here's how, why drugs suck. If you do them and you love them, you're in trouble because then you'll want to do them all the time. Mm-hmm. And if you do them and you hate them, then you've just wasted your time. Yeah. And so, and money and the, yeah, and money. And the truth is, I know from my own personal experience that I was going to do whatever I wanted to do, regardless of what my parents said I could do or couldn't do. And I think that's one of and what I've learned from you and Connor is that parents are totally oblivious. They think their kids are angels. They think, yeah. oh, my kid doesn't do that thing. And really what the kid's doing is they're not only doing it, but then they're lying about it. And so then I feel like, you don't even know your own child and then the other piece is or you know you're punishing them for it and completely destroying your relationship with them because you're constantly back and forth with that sort of thing so Mm -hmm. as a parent it's tough because you're like oh so i should just let my kid do all this stuff or what's the line
1: you want my take on it yeah well there's no line you have to you can't force them not to do it but you can't like encourage them to you have to if they're going to do it, they're going to do it whether you t- tell them to or not. They just have to go through the experience of doing it or whether they get addicted or not. They have to find out for themselves that it's bad because you telling them not to do it isn't going to change anything in their mind. Them doing it and seeing how bad it can be or how addictive it can be and then them making the decision to stop or go a different route is so much more powerful to them. Yeah. So that like them choosing not to do it or choosing just like in their mind say that drugs are bad for them then that's going to override anything else that you tell them as a parent.
0: Right. I don't think what I'm, I'm not saying that children shouldn't be punished or there shouldn't be consequences for doing things, but I've also seen that actually go a really bad way. I've seen parents feel like they lose control of their kids and are constantly punishing and constantly grounding them and destroying any kind of open kind of communication because the kids are always lying. So I think that's, a huge problem
1: well yeah it's not just that like you could go to jail for any one of the thing, like any drug yeah. really it's not just your parents yeah so like that's the other part is if like you can do it as a kid but there's so many things that can hurt you like you know that could ruin the rest of your life right you get caught with the wrong thing at the wrong time
0: that's right right so i think yeah. open communication is really big and talking about mm-hmm. talking about drugs and sex and all of those things which we've been able to do in kind of an open way and you know to a certain extent talk Mm -hmm. about the consequences of those things all right so let's talk about what advice do you have to teenage girls (laughs) or parents of teenage girls
1: i don't know how you parent teenage girls um (laughs) no but Girls have it harder than guys do. Girls have, especially in middle school, they have to fit in so much more than any other guy because mm-hmm. that's all it is. If you're not in the popular group or you're not doing certain things that the popular girls are doing, you know, you're just kind of an outcast. Mm-hmm. But you can't just, like, I just said that, but you can't just, like, that's just so watered down nowadays, too. Right. It's so tossed around, like, oh, yeah, you don't have to be part of the popular group, but, like, that's all you want to do in that time. Yes. So being in that situation again, I don't know what I would have done. Like in middle school, if I had to do it over again, I wouldn't want to do it. But going through it is hard. You just kind of have to find those two or two or three close friends that you yeah. can spend most of your time with that are good influences or goodish influences. Yeah, you can't be around like the wrong people. And I feel like for the most part, the more popular groups in the school are the wrong people.
0: Interesting. Why do you think that is?
1: I just think that they've ex- they they think the norms for them and in their group are different than what it should be. It's like. They're doing kind of adult slash teenage things that, Mm -hmm. you know, 12, 13 year olds shouldn't be doing or however old you are in middle school.
2: Right.
0: I think that is how old you are. Let's talk about grades.
1: Well, you forced us to have good grades. I
0: forced you. Yeah. Well,
1: we couldn't (laughs) have anything lower than a B until.
0: You could, but what was the consequence?
1: I don't remember. It took away my phone. Yeah. I think that's what it was. Phone and the video games. yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I think middle school is really, like, middle school is so easy to get good grades. Mm -hmm. I mean, you do basically nothing. But I think I had my first C sophomore year. Mm -hmm. But by that time, I was more mad at myself than you were. I don't think you punished me for it. But I was like, because I wanted to get into a good college. And back then, I was really, had my eyes set on, I think it was Utah. So, I wanted to get in there for good grades, whether it was for golf or not. Mm -hmm. So, I think the two Cs, I took it harder on myself than y'all did. But that's another thing, like... Once you enter freshman year and really sophomore year, it's like that's the kid's decision to really step it up and, you know, take grades into their own hands. Because that's what colleges mainly look at is sophomore and junior year. Right. And that just has to be their decision. You can't make the decision for them as a parent.
0: Right. All right. So, let's talk about... What makes a good parent do you think now that you've kind of seen the stuff all the stuff your dad and I have done wrong all the stuff we've Mm -hmm. done right what do you think makes a good parent
1: it's understanding who to be at a certain time because like at sometimes like a kid does need a friend or someone to like talk about something serious like whether it be sex or drugs. Like it needs to be serious and you can't punish them for talking to you about that. And they need information that most adults do have. Mm -hmm. But other times you need to know when to be a parent and when to like try to teach them a lesson and try to guide them through something, whether it be punishment or not. Like Mm -hmm. I'm not saying don't punish, but you have to know who to be at a certain time. So like an example, like if your kid's going through like a breakup or, Mm -hmm. you know, their first love or whatever, you can't be punishing them if their grades drop because that just only makes it worse mm-hmm. you have to be a friend or not even a friend because I know parents don't like that word like yeah they have to be like just with them and helping them get back to where they were helping them grow because most relationships you do grow afterwards mm-hmm. like you get down but then you come back stronger so they just need to understand who to be at certain times
0: mm-hmm. interesting is there anything we did
1: really wrong y'all not not that I can think of. Just
0: kind of crazy because I think my. Oh it, no! Usually kids. Okay, it, now it, you got something.
1: In the time, y'all did so many things wrong. I think everything at the time
0: you thought it was wrong. everything yeah. you
1: did was wrong. Yeah, and I guarantee you. And if you asked me when I asked to get my tattoo, I would have said <laughs> that was wrong because that's my like it's my decision. But I'm 18, but you're making me wait till I'm 21, which in five, ten years I'm going to thank you for. But right now, you
0: hate me for it. Yeah, I don't
1: like you for it because I want a <laughs> tattoo. you have
0: enough self self awareness to know. Yeah, it's probably a good idea for you to wait. But.
1: Well, yeah, and yeah, so it, it and is.
0: By the way, y'all, we have a bet that he'll want a different tattoo
1: when I turn twenty one. He
0: turns twenty one, then the one he wants.
1: No, and I'm gonna want the same one. She's gonna pay for it. Okay. I said okay. I would pay for it if it wants
0: the same one. So say what you want now so we can confirm it.
1: So I want Matthew nineteen twenty six. 26. It's a Bible verse. It says, with man, this is impossible. With God, all things are possible. And I want it tattooed in my grandmother's handwriting on my chest. All
2: right. So You heard it first. Yeah.
1: <laughs> if I don't want it when I'm 21, I I'm would be sad. And I'm not going to get it just to get it. Like yeah. I, I, I think I have enough self-awareness to know that I don't want something permanently on my body unless I really do want it. Yeah. And that's... That's another thing too. Tattoos when you turn 18, especially with girls, that's all they want. Yeah. Like girls are so addicted to, you know, doing that first tattoo or being like the first within their group or group of friends to do it. So I just think
0: that's so crazy. That was never a thing. That's never been a thing. Oh, it's, it's, it's getting
1: so much more accepted with this day and age. Like there's a lot of jobs now that you don't even need to cover them up. It's just so accepted as long as they're not too bad. you You don't have to cover them up anymore. And they're so accepted among athletes and yeah, yeah, all these yeah. sports that yeah
0: it's an adult decision for sure
1: that's, that's why that's why the age is 18.
0: yeah <laughs> do you feel like you're an adult at 18 do you feel like you're fully, in some, fully in
1: some ways yes in other ways no i would be more an adult if i was financially independent or i know i can be but right now i'm not independent enough to live alone Mm-hmm as of now if i was living alone like before i know now i would be okay but like if you put me into an apartment tomorrow and told me to live alone i would need some time to adapt to it yeah and that's just a kind of adult thing like going to college you're gonna be kind of whatever for a couple weeks but then you'll be adapted to it and you'll be mature enough to handle being alone or with roommates or whatever but just away from your parents
0: so why do you think you turned out so well? Because I think you turned out pretty well. Do you think you turned out pretty well so far?
1: So far. So far. <laughs> it was a kind of a thing because I think I have the, the awareness to know when I need to learn a lesson or a lesson has been learned. Mm-hmm. Like whether it be a breakup or something bad that happened or smoking weed for the first time. It's like all these things like you have to learn from. And mm-hmm. a lot of kids don't. They just kind of keep in these same patterns and keep like getting down on themselves and not making good decisions afterwards Mm. like if something bad happens to you you have to learn how to grow out of it or grow through it Mm -hmm. versus like staying down so i think i turned out well because i had to go through a lot of things on my own Mm -hmm. like without you like you weren't over my shoulder doing it like for grades for an example like i had to go through on my own how to get good grades and how to work the system within our public schools whereas a lot of kids don't and their parents are always telling them what to do about them That's just one example. There's hundreds I could give you.
0: Yeah. So I didn't even look at your grades or supervise your grades. They send it all on the computer. I didn't check. I
1: think the last time you checked it was freshman year. Mm -hmm. I think I had to see for a week or something and you got mad, but I got right back up and I don't think you've looked at them since. Yeah. There's just no reason.
0: And you know, I, I don't even remember getting mad. I just remember thinking that you're so much smarter than that you were capable of so much more than you were actually applying yourself. And I think you knew that.
1: Yeah. 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 It's- and it, I mean, I I haven't even tried like at all my senior year, like senior year ends in what 13 days. Yeah. And I haven't tried it all this whole year and I have straight A's. Yeah. So I like if I applied myself and took the harder classes, mm-hmm. if I had to do it again, that's what I would have done. Mm-hmm. But then again, like, You have to enjoy high school too.
0: But I think that really is a reflection of my values too, right? And that's Mm -hmm. what's going to happen with your parents.
1: Well, as a parent's value, their parenting comes straight from the value of themselves and their kids. If they value their kids, like, to be the best, then they will be parented like they're the best. If if they view themselves as average and they obviously will view their kids as average, then they're Mm going to be raised very leniently, very, like, go do what you want. And I'm not going to, like, really care. Mm. But... There, you just have to find that balance.
0: Right. And for me, I just have, I never thought that really good grades was a reflection on your ability to be in the world. But on the other hand, I felt like you guys were both so smart. And
1: it's the only job that you have for the four years. That's right. Because yeah. high school grades are really what matter. And the, that's the only job a high schooler has is good grades. You know, don't do anything too bad or permanent. Mm-hmm. You know, get your driver's license and don't get in an accident. Like, those are your responsibilities.
0: Yep. So... Tell us about your future.
1: Mine? So, I think August 21st to move out to Dallas Baptist. Not
0: that you're
1: counting days. Not that I'm (laughs) counting days. Not that I'm trying to get away from you. But no, I'll move there and then I'll play golf for them and go to school there. Try getting my counting degree. Yeah, just enjoy summer before I go do it. I'll probably end up taking summer classes after this summer. But this will be my last full, I think, summer of just purely playing golf i can play whatever golf i want mm-hmm. amateur junior some pro events I can play whatever i want I can do whatever i want for the whole summer you know i don't have anyone telling me what to do so i'm gonna really enjoy the summer and then get to work at dbu
0: yeah do you want to play golf all four years there
1: yeah wanna- so the goal right now is to transfer after two years and try to go to a better division one college. But if it doesn't like, if I'm not playing well, I'm not going to force trying to get out of there, Mm -hmm. but if I'm just playing ridiculously well and you know, I get some offers somewhere I'll probably end up taking one, but I'm not going to try to force it. I'm just going to focus on, you know, the, the tomorrow and just playing well each and every day. Yeah. I'm not too worried about it. Yeah. Yeah.
0: You feel like you have a golf career
1: ahead of you. Yeah. And I'll probably turn pro after college, whether I'm, transfer out or not and i'll try to do that but i think in the long run what i'll end up doing is accounting and then i'll definitely a lot of traveling that's what i want to do i want to do my own kind of traveling because traveling with y'all has been great but it's not the real experience every time
0: right first
1: first class is a little different than
0: yeah you want to coach
1: the real experience (laughs) with
0: the backpack
1: yeah Yeah. backpacking through europe or south america or something yeah
0: Yeah. So I'm not a huge fan of college, but I told Christian I would pay for his college as long as he got a degree that he could make at least six figures when he got out of there. So super good at math. He's going to get an accounting degree.
1: I hope I make more than six figures. (laughs) I have a lot to live up to.
0: Yeah. Right. And always wanted him to have the ability to go get a job at any point and uh, run his own business if he wanted to. So I feel like that's that's smart. That's good stuff. Yeah. Anything else you want to say?
1: I mean, do we want to go over like any of that? um guys we we talked about we
0: talked about that the stricter you are the less you're gonna know
1: yeah and i mean a lot of parents they know what they choose to know like what what you asked me earlier like what do you think parents don't know about their kids It's what they choose not to know it's what they're in their mind if they're being naive to the point where they think oh no my daughter would never do that or my son would never do that whereas like in reality that's what they are doing every day or whenever so you have to be within the real world at the time. Mm-hmm. Like as a parent, you have to know what's going on, like in the culture, or what your kid's doing or what your fr- kid's friends are doing. Cause if you think, if you know that your kid's friends are like having sex or whatever, it's pretty obvious that your kid's probably having sex too. Right. So you have to just understand that, like, You're ma-
0: we're making some parents mad right now, <laughs> that, right? Because they're like, not my kid. And Wait. I actually do think I, I'll be curious what you think about this, because you have a lot of friends that are religious and a lot, you know, mm-hmm. you weren't raised religious, but you have a lot of friends that are very religious. Uh-huh. And I think a lot of the religion upbringing can sometimes prevent kids from kind of going down those wayward roads, right? When they're a little more focused on the morals and the guidelines well, of the church
1: yeah so you know i didn't grow up in the church but i got i got saved and got baptized did all that and i'm not saying there's anything wrong with growing up in the why, church let's
0: talk about that for a minute why did you do that
1: because i always wanted to go to the church like since i was in california and then right when we moved to texas that's when i found a church that believed the same that i did it was a um, non-denominational mm-hmm. just purely bi- biblical of the bible and that's what i i believed like i didn't have to like, learn that. That's just what I believed. Mm-hmm. So, I found the right church, found an amazing pastor at Church 1132. And I just, I loved being able to go there and be with like-minded people. Mm-hmm. And in Texas, it's definitely a lot more respectful, like mm-hmm. the, com- the common culture down here. So, it was very welcoming. Mm-hmm. And I always wanted to be baptized. I was told that that's how you were saved. Like, that was your outward expression of your inward change. Mm-hmm. So that's why I believed and that's how I still believe. And that's why I did it. Mm -hmm. And I think that kids growing up in the church, they have a clear path as to what's right and wrong, Mm -hmm. but they have to know why it's right, why right or wrong. Because a lot of parents that are Christian or Catholic or whatever, Mm -hmm. Mormon, whatever, their parents tell them that it's bad because God says it's bad or, Mm -hmm. you know, whatever, but they need to understand why it's bad. And that's what I think.
0: For them personally, yeah. For yeah. them personally,
1: that's what you taught me. Like, it's bad because it leads to this kind of lifestyle. Mm-hmm. You know, if you want that lifestyle, you can go get it, but right. it's not that hard to get. But you don't like. You need to value yourself enough to know that that's not the life that you want to live. Mm-hmm. I think Christians do it like they teach the right thing, but they don't like really teach it like deep down. Like you taught me.
0: Interesting. Okay. It's the weirdest thing to have a kid. Because you think that your kid's going to turn out just like you, like you have this little baby that like came out of your body and you think they're going to believe what you believe and, and yeah. be, you know, and I've always, you know, been spiritual and believed in God and, and had a very clear relationship with myself about that connection. But I've never been religious in the sense that I would go to church or that sort of thing. So it's just such a trip when all of a sudden you have this child that has a very different approach to that.
1: Well, yeah, and I mean, I've, I have a lot of friends that they're forced to go to church, and they right. hate it.
0: Right, and that's
1: right. why it was so much better for me because I got to choose it myself, and that's what I want to do mm. myself. And right. I, I think that's the whole purpose of like this podcast is we're just trying to tell them that the most powerful thing you can do for your kids is making them make it the decision for themselves. Yeah, and you can't make them choose the right thing. So yeah, if they, But
0: I don't think, I, I think it's so hard as a parent because you feel like that's your responsibility. This is the two mistakes I think we make is we think it's our, my responsibility for you to be happy all the time. Uh-huh. Like that's anytime you're not happy, I need to do something to make you happy, make you feel better, make you better. But uh-huh. also like, it's so hard to just let you be who you are. If who you are is
1: not who you agree with.
0: Some some things we disagree on, yeah. right? And there's some things, some pretty significant things that we disagree on, but being able to have that conversation for me, kind of a, to allow you to believe what you believe and be who you are, yeah. even though it's different in some ways than the way I am. is like what I think makes our relationships so awesome.
1: Well, yeah. And I mean, there's a lot of people that you hang around with every day that you don't have the same beliefs as, That's, right. That's but true. it's the same thing with your kid. Like you can't control what they believe yeah. and you will never be able to control how they turn out or how they believe. So, you just need to... And
0: trying will destroy No, and trying itself. just yeah. makes it worse. I think so, too. So, yeah.
1: you just you have to let them be their own person.
0: Yeah. That's hard for us parents.
1: But sometimes... But you have to guide them, too. So, you have to find the, the, the middle balance. ground. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's and
0: the art of being a parent.
1: And that's what y'all did well. And I think a lot of parents don't. Mm. They don't do that well.
0: Interesting. Yeah. I, I think that's very challenging to do well. I think you have to be very secure in who you are. But you also have to realize that your children... Are going to be who they're going to be
1: and kids do tend to turn out similar to their parents not not everything will be the same obviously but they right. t- turn out similar yeah so I mean, hopefully <laughs> they do <laughs> ter- they do turn out some similar and
0: yeah
1: like certain mindsets certain beliefs like they turn out usually on the same pattern but s- some things that are pushed more or Some things that are uh, more pressed on them, like as a kid or as they're growing up, sometimes the kids will drift away from. So if they're always pushed to get good grades or that sex is bad or, you Mm -hmm. know, drugs are terrible, they kind of go away from that. If they're just pushed on that their whole life and then they find someone that's like, yeah, I do drugs all the time. And they're like, oh, okay. It's not that bad, obviously.
0: Right. Right. Yeah. So what do you think about this theory that there's a lot of parenting theories that kids don't do what you tell them? Kids do what you do they follow your example do you think that's true
1: well actions speak louder than words for sure yeah so i mean you could tell a kid to do the thing a hundred times but if you're doing something else that's what they're going to end up doing
0: you think that's true uh-huh
1: yeah so i think if you if you kept telling us that we needed to be rich or make six figures but you were making twenty thousand a year right that's probably where we end up being mm-hmm. so i think you making the money you make or having this business that you have yeah it's a speaks louder than you telling us oh we have to make six figures no matter what we do
0: right which i would never tell you unless i'm paying for your college which is six figures.
1: <laughs> exactly <laughs>
0: i feel like if you're gonna go to college then you should at least get out of it what you're putting into it well at least in the ability to make that kind of
1: and college is getting like less in demand now because you don't need a college degree to right do the job that you want Right. For, for the most part, for like, some jobs, yeah. yeah, like if you want to start your own business, you don't need any prerequisites, right? You can just start your own business. Mm-hmm. But you know,
0: why did you choose to go to college?
1: I would say it's 50% golf, and then 50% just have the degree of mm-hmm. an accountant and to be able to go to whoever or wherever and get like just be an accountant mm-hmm. and learn about money because everyone loves money, right? right. But Not want- everyone, <laughs>
0: steal family,
1: <laughs> but I just wanted to learn about money and learn like everything about it that i can mm-hmm. and you know i just want to be able to
0: and the make college my money experience, yeah right? and
1: make my money go further and the college experience is great but i'm not going to a huge university like i'm not going to alabama or you know clemson or ou right. these bigger universities with like greek life and all this stuff yeah i'm going to a smaller Thank university <laughs> <laughs> going to a smaller university that has less of that but it still has it so i'll get to experience it but just not on the scale that you know, I feel like a lot of these kids out of high school are getting in student debt just so they can go experience it and then talk about it for the rest of their life. They're not going to learn anything, mm. you know, very deep there. Like if you're going to Alabama and just joining a frat or sorority and going to football games, like that's great, but that's it's not. That shouldn't be the reason. Yeah, that should yeah. not be the reason why you go. And that's what a lot of kids are doing nowadays because they think that college is like whatever. Like a party. Exactly. Yeah,
0: yeah it's a really, really expensive party
1: that doesn't teach you a lot <laughs> yeah
0: well if, it, you know and if, if you want to be a doctor
1: yeah you you're going you to, to, to be attorney you're going to need to go to all that yeah, yeah all that school and like lawyer you're going to have to do all this tests and
0: right right but going to college and not knowing what your major is is
1: yeah when you're undeclared or switching majors it can get pricey fast right and it,
0: and with no end in sight yeah all right well i think we've given him all the best advice
1: Time to bring the other son in.
0: We're going to bring the other son in. I think uh, I think what you've said is good. I think you turned out great. I think you were a great kid, even though you did all the naughty things. <laughs> and so, if you, those parents out there that have kids that are doing the naughty things, don't freak out. They can do all the naughty things. No,
1: they things. have to go, they they have to go through it. And still turn out great. Yeah, they have to go through it. And I mean, as long as nothing permanent ends up from it, then they need to well, understand. Well, that's the
0: rub, right?
1: Yeah, but that's like the risk that they take. Yeah. It's like having sex, you risk. Getting someone pregnant and you know that's the rest of your life. You know, no school after that, no sports after that. I mean, you are working and taking care of a kid. Yeah. So I mean, even with drugs, you OD one time or that's it. Yeah. Yeah. So you just need to be careful and like be very careful you hang out with because your friends do influence you a lot more than you think.
0: That's right. All right, kids. Thank you. All right. Let's do it. (laughs) Well, all right. Now we have my other son who is a year younger by 14 months. Connor Castillo.
1: Hi,
2: I'm ready.
0: <laughs> you ready? All right. So I'm going to ask him the same questions. So that'll be fascinating to see what his answers are compared to his brother. And he had a very different experience, but the exact same parents. So let's see what his thoughts are. First question. What was the hardest part of being a kid?
2: The hardest part of being a kid was probably learning to grow emotionally because I was very self-conscious Throughout all of my middle school and early high school,
0: you think you're the only one that was self conscious?
2: No, I think everyone is, but some people just hide it better than others. Yeah. Uh, I was. What were a, you
0: self conscious about?
2: I don't know. I wasn't the fittest kid when I was younger. I was kind of short and a little chubby, so my mm-hmm. soccer team didn't really help. <laughs> so, like, I was always I was always the slowest one too. So, but it wasn't that like at school. Huh. I was always like worried. Mm-hmm. about like being that cool kid or being that whatever but definitely growing out of that was the hardest part for me yeah growing up
0: how did you grow out of it I think
2: using the model and all that I actually oh that is a good answer I would actually
0: <laughs> I didn't even pay him to say that
2: I just thought about how much really you thinking about yourself really and like affects you and how you can change other people's thoughts because you know you can make up whatever thought you want them to have. They can think you're (laughs) You're making it up
0: anyway, right? Yeah,
2: exactly. You already think making it up, just make it good. And
0: (laughs) that's so awesome. So you'd go to school and just think everyone was thinking amazing things about you. Yeah,
2: that's what I do now. It's just (laughs) I go to school and everyone's like, Oh, there's Connor. I love Connor. And I'm like, I love me too.
0: (laughs) That is genius. I love it. All right. So you think high school is better now?
2: Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. You're like I think the next year will be great. Okay.
0: So what's it been like for you with girls?
2: Social media is a good way to like, you can like post something on your story that says who wants to do something this weekend. And that's like a, a good, good way to do stuff with new people. But, but I mean, outside
0: was... of social media, what's it been like
2: um, with you
0: for girls? Like what, what, what do we want to like warn the, the younger ones that listen to the podcast?
2: Come uh, when you're thinking about girls don't like push yourself on someone that doesn't really want you. You need to, uh, <laughs> we don't
0: mean literally. <laughs> yeah.
2: Like just <laughs> when uh, you're talking to someone, you want to be like wanting to be with them as much as they want to be with you. Like yeah. that's the way I kind of do it now is if you talk to me like every other day, and then I realize, Oh, I'll just talk to you every other day. But that right. doesn't mean don't try to improve your relationship. Just yeah. don't be pushing yourself. Like, to try to be with this girl who doesn't even care and is always doing something else or always talking to someone else.
0: Yeah, it's awful. I've watched you do that sometimes. I want to like get involved. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. what, what advice do you have for parents
2: raising kids? Don't interfere. <laughs>
0: you Let, they'll, that. They'll,
2: they'll figure it out. <laughs> they'll figure it out eventually.
0: What, I mean, but don't, what do you think about parents that are like helicopter parents that are like super involved in all their kids' business?
2: When you're involved in your kid's business, it makes it so they have to rely on you to step in. Mm-hmm. I have a friend right now who has never touched a PC before. And I gave him one of my older models. And now mm-hmm. that he has no idea how to work it, he, mm-hmm. he doesn't know what to do. But when I grew up building my PC without any help, yeah. I, I know how to like go on Google and find it. But he kept asking me. I was, let's say the helicopter parent (laughs) trying to be like, I was like, all right, you put this here, put this here, put this here. And then he goes out and he's like, I don't know what to do. Yeah. So it it could be the same way with social, like a social life and all that.
0: Yeah. Parents
2: being totally involved.
0: What are kids doing that parents don't know about?
2: Probably a lot. (laughs) It depends on what kind of. parents
0: don't know what's going on with their kids?
2: Some kids really do level with their parents, like, but usually they're hiding something. Usually they're doing something at school, like. It could be a, a smallest thing as even like swearing at school mm. someone will like cuss at school and then like won't cuss at home and yeah. that'll be like what hiding from their parents their parents might think they go to school and they're just oh they're they're doing all their work and like mm-hmm. they don't think about what actually goes on at school yeah. a lot of people also might vape so that's a
0: vaping vaping is like a huge thing yep yeah you think a lot of kids are vaping and their parents don't know
2: i think a lot like. 60% of my school vapes and their parents don't Wow. It's guns. So do
0: they vape at school? Yeah. Wow. They
2: vape at school. They vape at home Whatever they want. That's Usually crazy. all the time.
0: That's crazy. Why do you think that's such a thing? That was Our thing was smoking.
2: It's, it's it, Yeah. It's, it's just, just new cigarettes. It's just new cigarettes.
0: Yeah. It's just a new version. It's new
2: cigarettes, but it doesn't smell as much. Yeah. You can do it whenever. Yeah. You plug it in. It's like you're, all right. So the two most addictive things in the world, your phone and cigarettes put into one thing, you can just charge it back up whenever you want. And just, oh, it's like part of your phone? No, it's not part of your phone, but it's like electronic now. Oh, So you can it. take it wherever you want. Oh, I see. It's always got a battery. Ne- it runs out re- really slowly. Oh, nice. And I've, I've, you're making me nervous that you know this. <laughs> I No, my friends always... I've seen every single one.
0: So why don't you vape?
2: I just give me a headache. I don't really like it.
0: Yeah. And you've, you were telling me the other day that you watch these kids get addicted to it.
2: I do. I've watched it happen. Yeah throughout high school.
0: So crazy. If
2: you need one tip, just don't, don't even like try it. Cause you'll probably like it. Yeah. It's, it's like an acquired thing. Sort of like alcohol. You have to like do it so much and then yeah. you like form to it. Right. I just got lucky. I forgot about it in my desk and never touched it again.
0: Yeah, that's good. So one of the things that I think is crazy and I'm always making fun of myself that I'm not a very good parent is when I find out that you guys are doing these things, I don't necessarily punish you for them. What do you think about that?
2: I don't think you should. I don't think there's any reason to punish your kids for experiencing the world. But like, it's definitely up to them. I mean, you you haven't really parented us, but that makes it so we're able to make our own decisions now. Because having someone over your shoulder talking to you and telling you how to live your life is really not a good thing, especially when you go to college. That's why a lot of people like to do drugs or whatever they can in college because they have no one looking over their shoulder now and they're just by themselves.
0: That was my experience (laughs) in college. When I went to college, everyone was going crazy. I was like, have you guys never had a beer? And they're like, no, because their parents were so strict when they were
2: in high school. Yeah, if you like catch your kid doing it, I mean, you can, I don't, I think the new census needs to be explain to your kid what it is. Yes. Don't tell them like, tell them your opinion on it, but don't like restrict them down and make it so Like give them an ultimatum. This is what I want you to do. Cause they'll probably do the opposite. They'll probably be like, I want to do it now.
0: I know. As parents, that's tough, right?
2: It's probably going to be tough because it's your kid and you want him to be like the best he can be, but the best you, you can make him be is by giving him or her his own choice. Right.
0: Right. I, I think that's super challenging. So, uh, what else? Anything else? Parents don't know about their kids.
2: Kids try drugs probably. Yeah. I mean, if he, if he's the guy that goes out, or if he has a lot of friends or he's like always getting picked up or leaving a lot, he's probably, he probably knows what they are. Yeah. He, uh, I don't think it will be severe. There's but a lot of drugs. There's definitely a lot in, at my school.
0: And they're offered to you a lot?
2: Yeah. Hmm. Some people would invite me to go and hang out with them and drugs would be involved. But yeah. Usually, I don't know. Just it's weird when strangers ask me. I don't, I don't really mess with that yeah. at all. Even like in general, when people ask me, it's just a weird, like sort of, conversation,
0: right? So what advice do you have for parents? Anything else? I mean, these are all of my clients that have kids that want to be the best parents. And one of the advice that I give them is that your kids be who they are. And sometimes you'll be delighted and sometimes you'll be very disappointed. Let's talk about video games.
2: <laughs> Let's do it. Yeah. Uh, video games. I love video games. I think they're great. I think it's a great way to pass time. I think it's the same thing. Video games are frowned upon in society a lot more than a lot of things, but I think having no video games during the week made it just that more amazing for me when I got to play it on the weekends. And I think that's why I'm playing so much now. Yeah. But uh, Because I
0: used to have it so they couldn't play during the week. They could only play on weekends, right? Yeah.
2: But yeah, video games are pretty, pretty great, but
0: What about parents that are concerned about their kids who play too many video games? We feel like you're not going to turn out to be great. You're you're ruining your brain.
2: I mean, there's something that everyone likes to do when they're in their free time, whether it be sports and Mm -hmm. like TV is really the same as a video game, honestly, except it's more involved and it actually like helps you enhance yourself a little bit because you're actually involved in it. Right. I think TV is very similar to video games. And Mm -hmm. when you look at video games, you should think of it as they're watching TV. Yeah, it's on the same level. I don't think we should frown upon video games as much anymore, but I think it's just as much of a, like an addiction as TV can be. Hmm.
0: So with not being parented strictly and kind of you having a lot of freedom to do what you wanted to do and you being so smart, how do you think you turned out so well?
2: Definitely just having to deal with everything myself. Mm. And like now when there's a problem, I don't look to anyone. The Mm -hmm. first thing I think is what can I do to solve this? Mm -hmm. And then like after I go through and see what I can do, then I'll ask you or dad Mm -hmm. to see what the actual answer is. Or like for school, definitely I've become so independent that I don't even have to ask you guys for help anymore, which I think is the case for most kids in high school.
0: I think it's hard though because a lot of times – Parents want to be the person that you come to to solve the problem, right? And so having your kids solve their own problems. And one of the things I think is important is let your kids solve the problem themselves. Sometimes they'll do a good job. Sometimes they'll do a terrible job. And you may have to step in, but giving them the opportunity to fail, I think, is the most important thing you can do with your kids. I think a lot of, especially with grades, like never giving the kid an opportunity to fail because you're always on their grades. They don't learn the process of failure.
2: I think definitely you should have a punishment for grades. That's yeah. one thing that I like because kids in my school they're like, I could do this, but I I don't want to like I don't care. I don't try. I don't. I don't because feel their parents try. just don't care. They don't care. Like they don't. They're like, yo, you got to see, good job. Mm-hmm. But now you tell me to get an A, and like now it's just become the standard of the way I go to school, the mm-hmm. way I present myself at school. But like the way a parent should be is more like like a guide. Like you shouldn't tell them where to to be, but. Like, if you're taking someone scuba diving and they know nothing and you're, like, constantly with them, constantly adjusting everything for Mm -hmm. them, they can't do anything by themselves. Right. They'll be stuck. They'll they'll drown. They'll be by themselves. Right. Instead of teaching them how so they can be their own independent, they should be more independent Yeah. as they get older. Yeah. For sure.
0: So, most – you were telling me the other day that a lot of kids hate their parents. They're so mad at their parents all the time. They're fighting with their parents all the time. What do you think that – the reason that is?
2: I don't know. Just a someone like overlooking them and like another authority they mm-hmm. think of it. So I think sort of as like a teacher, mm-hmm. but yeah, someone like guiding you through or like telling you what to do and what you can't do. I think that's a lot of parents. Like you can't go out this night. You can't do this this night. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. It's just the disagreements so are probably a huge thing, but I think they, they'll eventually grow out of it as they get older.
0: See, I kind of laugh at my own parenting. Cause I feel like I was there. My parents were strict and, and, I always tried to like tell them what they wanted to hear all the time. So I didn't want to be that kind of parent. So you obviously, you oftentimes, if you didn't like the way you were parented, you try to be a different kind of parent. And I think it's hilarious. I laugh because I think you guys both turned out great. And it's because I didn't parent you very much. Exactly. it's like, who knew that was going to turn out so well. And I, I, you know, I do think there are certain times where you were punished for things and there were things where I didn't even need to punish you. And I think that's important too, is like, sometimes when your kids make their own mistakes, you just, you just need to acknowledge that, you know, and they know that that was not a good idea. And sometimes that's punishment enough because like Christian was just saying, like, if the reason they're not doing it is because you told them not to, they're not learning that lesson internally.
2: Exactly. Yeah. There's definitely that there's a lot going on in my head when I was like, you were telling me to do something or like now it's all, I I don't even think like as like a parent, when I go out like and nice, like I wanted to get my oil changed. Mm -hmm. Like I didn't even feel the need to like check in with you guys. Like it was just all by myself. Like that. And I feel like that's how every kid should be. And every kid should like learn that and be able to manage, be able to manage themselves a lot more. Yeah. I like it.
0: But I think it's, I think it's interesting because do you feel like you could, is there any time you don't feel like you could call us? No. You could
2: call us for anything. I feel like I, if I was in serious trouble, I could call you for anything.
0: Yeah. So I think that's the balance too. It's not like total neglect that you have to do everything on your own. It's you're capable of doing everything on your own. Mm-hmm. But if you need us, we're here.
2: Yeah. You're definitely there for me. If I was like ever in like serious trouble, you'd yeah. probably be the first person I call.
0: Yeah. That's good. What do you think about parents that worry about their kids all the time? A lot of my clients just sit around and worry.
2: Do you worry about your like significant other going out? Like do, would you, do you worry? Some like, of us do. Some, some people do.
0: <laughs> I think. You know what? It's if they don't trust them, isn't it?
2: Yeah. It's definitely a trust thing. Mm, you have to.
0: That's interesting. T- do you have
2: to talk to your kid? You need to level with your kid and treat them as like an adult, like, like. Don't be condescending, that's what uh, I mean, but okay. just respect them on the same level. They, they are still growing and you still have to mentor them and make sure they know the rights and wrongs, but you do need to still have that same level of respect that they are still able to make the same decisions you are every day and they still are making the same decisions every day. Yeah. Like they're still making the decisions to do well in school or do not well in school. So yeah. you, it's definitely a respect thing. I think if you really worry about your kid, you need to level with them and tell them, I really worry about you. And like, I want to make sure that you're doing well and that you're still on the right track to succeed.
0: That's such a good point. Cause I think that's a conversation we probably need to have, but instead we try to control, right? We yeah. try and say, you have to stay here and you can't do that. And you're messing up your life. And then it creates a distance between the parent yeah. and the
2: kid. Then it definitely becomes a how do I live? It's like dealing with a boss instead of like mm. someone that works with you. Interesting. You're trying yeah. to work around your boss or like they like when I, I'm always trying to find a way to like get in between the parent or like yeah. sneak around. Yeah. Always sneaking around. Then, then there's so much more to worry about um, instead mm. of leveling with your kid and having that same level of respect that said, okay, if you're leaving, you need to come back by this time. But
0: well, and you know, the thing for me is like, if someone's going to go and drink, and they tell me I'm going to go to a party and I'm going to drink and I will call you if I need a ride, I worry so much less than if I think my kid is lying to me. Cause then Mm -hmm. I don't know what is going on. So, but, but you know, if, if you want your kids to tell you the truth, those are some of the truths that you have to hear sometimes. I think.
2: Yeah. But there's definitely seeing your, like your kid, it's different because it's your kid. They, you don't expect them to be, Doing all these things that you used to do or used to sneak around your parents, but...
0: That's a really good point. We don't expect our kids to be doing what we did.
2: (laughs) But then they do and you're like, how could you? (laughs) So
0: true. It's so true. I just said that to one of my friends. She's like, I can't believe that they're smoking. I was like, what? Of course you can. That's exactly what we were doing at that age. Yeah.
2: Believing they would turn out fine is another thing. You just have to be confident that you parented them well enough and guided them well enough to be able to make their own decisions. Yeah. Um,
0: I always knew you'd both turn out fine. And you know, that's a thing that uh, I just believed on purpose. So I think that that's, it's actually pretty wise advice that you're giving there.
2: And the less parenting, the less like, you you never really parented me on school. You just told me that you need to get good grades. So like Mm -hmm. being able to balance myself on like going on my phone in class versus paying attention in class is still a thing i have to deal with but i'm able to do it better now and like i can do my own projects and everything like that i'm able to go get my own supplies but there's, why
0: do you think i wanted you to get good grades because you know how i feel about school i'm not a huge fan
2: uh i think because you knew it was easy and you knew that it's just a it's just a game yeah it's just you write down you you color the pictures you make a cool little project you hand it to your teacher they give you a 90 it's fine <laughs> you move on
0: well and i remember telling you i can't remember um, you were always so smart in school and you'd always just yell the answer out in class and they would get mad because they wanted you to show the, the work. And I you were so frustrated. And I remember telling you, you got to learn how to play this game of life because you're always going to have to pay your taxes. You're going to have to go to the DMV. You're going to have to wait in line in stores. There's lots of times where you're going to have to do stuff that doesn't seem smart, but it's part of functioning in society. Yeah. And that's kind of how I feel about grades. And I, I knew that you were capable of getting AIDS if, if I felt like you were capable of getting C's and that would have been your best effort. I, I genuinely would have said that's the baseline. So I love that you've gotten straight A's.
2: I don't think school is a, like a the bar either. I don't right. think if your kid doesn't do well in school, I don't think that means he's going to turn out a failure. That's right. That's really important. It's just, it's just, they're not good at that certain thing. Yeah. That school really just could be harder for some people and easier for some people that they can just look at a review and then be able to ace the test the next day.
0: Right. That's been very nice for you, huh?
2: Yeah, pretty, pretty great.
0: <laughs> it's nice to be super smart. It's in in school smart, but there's so much more to life than just that, right? All right. So tell us about your future.
2: Uh, I don't know It's for my future. I'm going to, to Bard College in Massachusetts next year. Yeah. I'm going to go ahead and try it out for the year and yeah. uh, see how it takes me. But it's definitely going to be a scenery change from California to great weather to hot and f- <laughs> raining and then to actually just cold.
0: Freezing cold. Just
2: freezing cold. <laughs>
0: It'll be good for you, right? It'd be
2: great. Meet new people. I think. Yeah. It's, I think it'll be great. I think it's the the first step.
0: Yeah. You don't know if you want to keep going to college.
2: I think that might be the next step because I don't know what I'm going to do.
0: Yeah. Do you? Are you worried about your future? Are you worried about being able to make money?
2: Honestly, I had this thought yesterday. I was like, "What's the worst case? I work at Taco Bell and live in an apartment. So what? That's not like That's the bad. worst thing ever. And that there's always something I can do. There's always something I can try. Yeah. And it's not like I'm going to die if I don't become a billionaire next Bill Gates, but it's definitely striving towards to be successful. Even if you are working a nine to five, there's still a couple more hours every day that you could spend pushing your goals that you really want.
0: Yeah. Is that important to you?
2: Definitely. But I haven't really worked on it so far and I've just been using school right now to try to figure it out because I really don't know what I want to do. Yeah. I I think right now is just the, the try phase Try, try, that's, everything. that's how
0: you figure out what you want. You try a bunch of stuff and you figure out what you don't want.
2: And the internet's a wide place. Yes. So and there's definitely a lot of things you can try. There's a lot of platforms you can try, mm-hmm. but.
0: And you're already running Facebook ads. So exactly. fallouts fails. I know a couple people want... that'll hire you to do that.
2: Exactly. <laughs> for Just sure. For life coaches.
0: All right. Anything else you want to tell our listeners?
2: it'll be okay no matter what really happens as long as it's not like the craziest thing ever yeah just think about how really it'll affect you and how really i always think in five years will this really matter well in fact like i was late to school and i was about to get a 4 out attention in five years will i really think about that and think about that as like the worst day of my life mm. probably not probably not it's all gonna be okay it's all gonna be okay i love it
0: all right thanks for coming on the
2: podcast thank so, you i love you love you too
0: Hey, if you enjoy listening to this podcast, you have to come check out Self-Coaching Scholars. It's my monthly coaching program where we take all this material and we apply it. We take it to the next level and we study it. Join me over at thelifecoachschool.com forward slash join. Make sure you type in the the... T-H-E, School.com forward slash join. I'd love to have you join me in self-coaching scholars. See you there.